Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey, who has been widowed by Whitehorse, and Megan, who is 187% just done with people complaining about playoff officiating. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. I can't believe I don't have this memorized yet. I don't either. I had to read every word. I know. Every single word. It's so stupid. That's embarrassing. It's so stupid. We should probably give up. Yeah. Just quit. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the Oilers. Speaking of things that are embarrassing. <laughs> let's talk about quitting. the Oilers. <laughs> uh, well, that was quite a game on uh, Wednesday night. Today's Friday. Uh, the Oilers are puck drop is in like three hours. That is correct. <laughs> so, uh. We're just trying to get this done before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so we can both not watch the game tonight? I have no idea The self-imposed deadline, that means nothing. That means absolutely nothing. That's no. true. Um, yeah, so the Oilers played Wednesday night, and uh, they kind of maybe dropped a bit of a turd in the second period. I'm going to have to trust you on that, because I didn't hear or see a goddamn second of it. Um, yeah, so I went to the Pint downtown, had a good time. Shout out to my buddies at the Pint. It was fun. Um, mostly. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, First period was good, you know? Oilers came out 2 nothing, and I was looking forward to it. And it was fun kind of being around, like, fans. Because the last time I went to the bar to watch the game uh, was when they lost 7 nothing to San Jose. Oh, boy. That's rough. So, and that started off real poorly, and so it was just hard to get into. This was good, because the Oilers scored first, and they scored again. Lots of momentum. And then uh, Ryan Getzloff did the thing that Ryan Getzloff does, and he's really good at. And uh, put the team on his back and went. Yeah. And with maybe some help from the officials... That's the scuttlebutt. That's what I've heard, yeah. That's what, that's what people are saying. I don't know if it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, there's video all over the place. You can look at the goalie interference on Perry and whether or not it was interference. And, like, by the letter of the law and how they interpreted it, it wasn't goalie interference. But I get it. It sucks. Yeah. Fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter that it sucks. What matters is that the Oilers got outshot 21-5 to in the second period. Oh, shit. It wasn't... Yeah. So... I get it. And the argument is, of course, that, like, because they challenged that goaltender interference and lost, then they couldn't challenge the offside, which was, like, so minimally offside that it didn't impact the play at all. Um, But that's the argument, right? They couldn't challenge the offside because they lost the challenge on the goalie interference, and then because they couldn't challenge the offside, then they were down 2 nothing, and it kind of took the wind out of their sails. Um, My argument would be, they're fucking professional athletes. Like, I get it, but also get it together. Do your goddamn job. Just do your job. Yeah. You know, like, I've had days where I've had, like, job interviews and found out at lunchtime I didn't get the job, and I still have to go back in the afternoon and do my job. So the idea of having obstacles is an excuse rather than a real impediment. Yeah, and I feel like that was maybe the excuse that was, so that some fans at least were like, oh, they lost, you know, it kind of deflated them when they, when they're offside, they couldn't challenge it or whatever. Sure. But also, the Ducks were down 2 nothing, and then they came back and scored some goals. Yeah. Right? Like, I get it, but, you know, there was two teams out there, and one clearly played better than the other. Yeah. And you can't just, because you're losing, decide not to play. That's how I play sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you, you don't just get to give up because it sucks. I mean, yeah. I've flipped board games before when I've been losing. My dad can attest to that. Hi, Dad. Which um, one? Which risk. one? Risk. Oh it was ju- it was just me and him, so, like, there was, like, the third neutral army, yeah. you know, to fill up the board or whatever, and he just absolutely slaughtered me. Um, and, like, to me, losing at risk is more soul-crushing than losing at Monopoly. Okay, Monopoly, everyone needs to stop talking about how Monopoly is a good game. I love it. 
What? I like. Uh, it depends who I'm like playing with, but like if it's like with good friends or whatever, just it's a good time. I don't. It's the game is sort of secondary. I don't mind it, and oh, it's and it okay. takes time, and so there's lots of good conversation and and stuff. And sometimes you like make little deals with people, to, like try and get somebody out of the game real quick. Yeah. And you just don't tell anyone else, <laughs> and so you collude, and then all of a sudden it's a battle to the death. So you are playing Monopoly as if it is Risk. Is yeah, kind of a little. Yeah, a little bit. I play. Yeah, I play it more. Not so much Risk, but like Axis and Allies. Like it's that kind of. Is this? Is that how you view capitalism, Megan? <laughs> well, actually, no. Today in school, tell me um, about your utopia. Yeah, so today, today in school, we were talking about utopian socialism, and Robert Owen and his factory in New Lanark in Scotland, and it was really interesting. Um, and I was telling my kids that I don't think that most socialist ideas are necessarily inherently bad, but people are so afraid of them, which yeah. is so stupid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I don't think I view capitalism now. I don't know. No, I just uh, I'm I'm a li- I'm a little bit left leaning. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. I'm so. mostly left leaning. Yeah. I'm vegetarian and I drive a Prius. It's true, she does. Yeah. And me and my husband are employed by the government. I think yeah. I'm pretty left leaning. <laughs> yeah. So no, I don't view capitalism that way. But like, I sort of feel like, yeah, like I've flipped a board game before. My dad can attest to that. And like. I got frustrated and I just, you know, I was like 15 or whatever. And I haven't done it since, but he reminds me of it every once in a while. As dads do. As dads do. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. Um, but like at some point when you're doing a thing that you're getting paid for, like you sometimes just got to do it no matter yeah. how much it sucks. And like, I think people have kind of forgotten that the Ducks are a good team. Yeah, I agree. They didn't think that the Ducks would be an insurmountable yeah. Competitor. Well, and, like, there was that comparison, like, oh, well, Calgary got swept and whatever, and then the Oilers come and they win the first two games, and there's, like, all this hype, but, like, the Ducks are a good team, and the Ducks probably should have won game two. Mm-hmm. So, if you, even if you take out the weird officiating shit and maybe give the Oilers the win for game four, the series is still 2-2, because I feel like, like... You could have swapped those other two to be Yeah, Talbot yeah. stole game two. Yeah. Um, How was Talbot on Wednesday? Uh, he was a, looked a little bit rattled a couple times. That goal in, in overtime, he should have had. Yeah. Um... And, like, there's talk about whether or not it was icing and it was waved off and whatever. But, like, also, you learn when you play sports that you you play to the whistle. Yeah. Right? And, like, you don't stop. And they all kind of stopped. Oh. Um, And then Silverberg picked up the puck and put it in. So, like, I mean, I get it and I understand, like, from a fan perspective... Uh, it sucks. But I asked my dad about it, and he uh, he knows more about hockey than I probably ever will. And he was just like, no, nope, it's no big deal. Like, Do he you says, think you should look was... at uh, you should look at getting outshot twenty one to five, and look at how your goalie hasn't been yeah. playing his best. And so my question then is that is that uh, a representation of the like youngness and immaturity of the team? I think it's starting to show. Yeah, yeah. that would be my estimation. I think that what we're seeing now, like the first round, there was still like all that those playoff jitters and mm-hmm. whatever. But they played a team that was hurting a bit, and you know, I feel like if the Sharks had been healthy, I don't know if the others would have come out of that round. Right. I mean, they still took them to six, right? And so, and I think we're starting to see that playoff naivety that the others have. And I mean, it's not their fault, right? No. Um, but it's really weird seeing Connor not be like the best player on the ice mm-hmm. all the time anymore. Yeah. Because for most of the season, like, he was the best player on the ice when the others were playing anybody. Um, and so it's kind of strange that he's not. And he does great things. Like, holy shit, that goal that he scored on Sunday. Yeah. Um, That's like a video game cheat. I don't know who does that in real life, but, like, holy <laughs> God. It was incredible. But he's been, he's frustrated, right? And it's, yeah. so it's interesting to see how they're responding to that. And, like, 
Um, this is gonna sound salty just because, but like Milan Lucic, as much as he's done a few good things, like he's that he was supposed to be the, this like playoff revelation. Yeah. And so far, the revelation has been we pay him too much money to be a playoff revelation, and that's disappointing. Yeah, I get that. I yeah. totally agree. And every, I think everybody in Nugent Hopkins. Nugent Hopkins, no. Nugent has been great. I don't want to say Nugent has been great. He hasn't put many points up, but he's been phenomenal. Yeah. Everly two-way back needs yeah. to do something. The amount of times... Like, fewer oh button hooks and more real plays. The amount of know. times where he shoots on net and it goes directly into the goalie's yeah. hands. Like, wh- where then, are you aiming? But then when he picks a corner, it goes, like, into the netting. So, like, he can't, he can't win. And, like... I was I saw something um, today online about his like shooting percentage and stuff. Or his shot rate is basically has been consistent his whole career, but his shooting percentage is way way down. Yeah. Um, like well, I think it's under eight percent, um, which is pretty low compared to where he's been at. And this is the lowest he's had all his whole career. Yeah. And so it's noticeable, but like, Jesus Christ, Jordan, like get it fucking together. Yeah. You're a thirty goal scorer in the NHL, and like how how did you do that if I you can't know. hit the net? Anyway. Just maybe, maybe just had someone to help with that. Maybe, yeah, maybe, or maybe his deficiencies were used to be covered up by like a better left winger. Mm-hmm. It's possible. I think that might be the case. <laughs> Taylor Hall forever. <laughs> uh, we're gonna make a drinking game out of this one of these days. <laughs> You'll all be dead. So I'm sorry for that. <laughs> it only took us like nine minutes to oh. mention his name. I'm quite disappointed to be honest. Nine minutes. Come on, so good. Oh my god, I just got it. <laughs> I just got it. Oh jeez. It's Friday afternoon. It's it is Friday afternoon. A thousand goddamn degrees. Uh, yeah. So that's about the Oilers. I don't know. They're playing tonight. I think uh, today at work we were talking about whether or not they were going to win, and I said the Ducks were going to win three one tonight, and that the Ducks are going to take the series. Because I think, if the, I, I think if the Oilers <laughs> lose tonight, I don't think they can come back. No, I think. I'd like it to go to seven, just to get the max amount of time for us as viewers to be able to watch the Oilers. Me too. But I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen much of the series just because of happenstance, which is really disappointing. But yeah, I also feel like I'm a curse, so I'm trying. Don't you have like a weird ritual with these late games? I would go to bed during the second intermission. But last, on Wednesday, I was coming home from this thing in Edmonton. It's called the Bad Girls Movie Club, and it's once every two months at uh, the Metro Theater downtown. And me and my friend Alyssa go. And they show a movie about, like, badass or bad women. And um, I turned on my car and turned on the radio, and it just happened to be on Ched. And I, as soon as I turned on, I heard Get Slap School. And I just like, sh- whoops, shut it off. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So. <laughs> That's on me. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to blame somebody, blame uh, Kelsey. Yeah, I'm it's fine all with her that. Fault. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, no, I uh, I left I left the bar before overtime. Oh, okay. Because for two reasons. One, I'm not, like, a huge fan of crowds. And, like, it was a little intense in there. Yeah, I can And when, when Kajula tied it up, like, it, it went nuts. nuts. And I was just like, yo, it's just hockey. Um, so I was like, man, if they win, I don't even want to be around these people. Not that I don't love you guys, because I do. You're just too Shout out to Gene Shorts. Yeah. You're welcome for the beer, by the way. Ooh. He was calling me out because I left. Oh. And then I was like, dude, I bought you beer. <laughs> but anyway. Don't do this to me. Yeah, like, come on now. <laughs> I have choices to make. Um, but uh, I also was like, man, if they lose, I don't know if I want to be here either. So I left, and I heard it in the car, and then I listened to Jack and Bob uh, whine about things. Oh, no. Uh, in that way that they have. And so, then I turned um, it off. 
My sister was at the Molson Hockey House. She won tickets again because, Brittany, you have a goddamn horseshoe up your ass. I don't know how you keep <laughs> doing these things. But she said when Drake scored, like, she, like, leapt. Like, left both oh, yeah. of her feet and leapt into the air and the ground shook and it was, like, crazy and insane in there. And then when it. everyone left, it was, like, it was, like, there was a death. It was very, Oh, yeah. Like, it was mourning. I, I absolutely believe that. Yeah. Because, like, even on the radio, because it happened so quick and over time on the radio, they were so quiet about the call. Um, I was at the Pint, like I said, downtown, and uh, our friend of the show, I Psycho Pigging, was there. I heard about this. And he uh, <laughs> was giving me shit to give to Kelsey because she wasn't there. Um, I just got, I'm too popular. I got more plans. Popular. I got too more popular. plans. I know. She's hard to get a hold of sometimes. <laughs> I know how it is. Um, but I ran into him, and I also met... Uh, an Oilers fan from Australia. She's from Sydney. And she oh, flew no up, like, on Saturday to Calgary. <gasps> and she came to the game on Sunday. And then she came to the Pine on Wednesday night. And <gasps> then she went back to Calgary. And so she's watching at, I think, the Pig and Duke is the bar in Calgary that people go to. Oh, That's where she was going to go tonight. And then she's flying back home tomorrow. Like she, fantastic. Yeah. She's, I guess, started, her name's Coralie. Um, and she, you can, uh, she, <laughs> you know that the Oilers have, I guess, a big reach. She became an Oilers fan um, back when Grant Fear was our goalie. Oh, shit. And she, like, up. saw something, you know, whatever, and, like, yeah. that was it. And so I was asking her about, like, how she watches the games and stuff, but all of their weekday games, like, any of the games that are, like, played here, like, Sunday to Thursday, are basically at noon, her time. Oh, so she can barely ever watch them. No, she watches them at work. She really? just streams them online at work. What? Yeah, what does she do? She does accounts receivable for, I can't remember, oh. for my company. So she's at her computer a lot. And so she watches Oilers games in the middle of the day. Oh, my God. And I was like, man, that's a million times better than when I was in Ireland. And I was like, getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch those bums. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's if you're going to move somewhere and be an Oilers fan, Australia is the place to be. Chris, Chris, are you listening to this? <laughs> Chris, <laughs> let's move to Australia. <laughs> no, no, don't do it. Because I, you can watch the Oilers games, but how are we going to record a podcast if you go to Australia? Skype. It's gonna be timing so hard. Yeah, We're just gonna have to each say a whole bunch of things and then, and then just, wait? Like, edit them. Oh my god, like the movie The Lake House? Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, you laugh, but I love that movie so much. No. I do. No. Because I love Keanu Reeves. You can't do anything wrong. I do too, but I have this thing with him as I do with Tobey Maguire where when he says things, I just want to laugh in his face. No, I, lo- no, I love him. No? Okay. I love him. We'll I talk about that someday. Someday. Kelsey just learned something new about me. <laughs> um, speaking of people that I love, let's talk about Sidney Crosby for a minute. Okay. Um, so apparently he skated today in practice in full black jersey, like contact jersey and stuff. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what uh, reports from the Pittsburgh practice facility was. So, uh, yeah. That's really interesting. Yep. And there know. was no action taken. Nope. Was there? No. No. So if you don't know what happened, um, in game three of the Pittsburgh-Washington uh, series, it got a little rough, just in general, as their series as tend to, and that's yeah. fair. I mean, whatever. Um, Alex Ovechkin kind of two-handed Crosby across the back of the head, mm-hmm. um, and Crosby sort of, like, he, he kind of fell, and then I feel like he got slew-footed or, like, tripped over Ovechkin's Like I don't really want to, like, cast dispersions, but it was a bit of a shady play. Um, and then as he's falling forward, he's right in front of the net, Matt Niskanen cross-checks him in the head. Yeah. But Niskanen, I don't think, was meaning to cross-check him in the head. Um, it's supposed to be in the chest. It would have been in the chest just because of where Crosby was. Because all oh, that whole play, the whole sequence happened in, like... A nightmare, yeah. A second. Like, it was so quick. And that's fine. Um, Niskanen got 10 in a game. 
for that. And I think, like, in the heat of the moment, I think that's the right call. Yeah. Because he hits it, the guy it, in the face. Like, I, The perception in the optics is purposeful. Yeah. yeah. Who turns their phone on when you're recording? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just said no to my husband. I'm so sorry, Chris. Kelsey's taking cues from uh, Christy so and Turn. I'm so sorry. Oh, my um, God. Anyway, oh my God. so Crosby was practicing today. Um, and there's lots of talk, chatter on the Twitter machine about that, whether or not he should have been or whatever. And, like, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know. Um, I think that Mike Sullivan, their Pittsburgh coach, is a little bit more respectful of, like, doctor opinions than, say, Mike Babcock is. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Maybe Crosby doesn't have a concussion. Maybe they just said, like, I don't know, right? Like, I have no right. idea. Maybe they just said that to, like, cast some doubt. I'm not sure. Um, but you gotta kind of wonder, like... It's so soon to be taking contact. But he's also, he's had so many. A few, yeah. Right? Like, at what point do you have to just... You know, like, look after your brain. That's true. You know, like, you're the best hockey player in a generation by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. And how tragic would it be for his career to be cut short? Like, because Eric Lindros style. Yeah. Because of concussions. You know? That's right. Um, so, like, I mean, people are mad, and there's lots of... I mean, it, and it was funny, too, because I remember my reaction when I saw Niskanen hit him in the head. I was like, what the fuck? And, like, I said it on Twitter. I was so angry. And then I watched it again. <laughs> I was like, well, let's slow down. Okay. Then I saw the whole sequence. Because I didn't see why he tripped to start. Yeah. And then I realized that the fault didn't really lie with Niskin in it. It, it lay with um, Ovechkin. And that's fine. Like, whatever. But, like, I don't know. The NHL's got to do something. And I know I said I was, like, annoyed with people complaining about the officiating. But it is garbage. Just yeah. in general. It's very well, inconsistent. Well, it's extremely inconsistent. And even throughout the whole series, especially with things like penalty shots this year, it was just like, what even is a penalty shot anymore? I know. I know. Yeah, there was, there. I'm thinking probably at the same time since you are, why was that not a penalty shot? Yeah. Um, every time we watched a New Jersey Devils yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs> they're like literally every time. Yeah. Why was that not a penalty shot? I know. Um, not was... that he would have scored, but like, because he's not he great at them. Yeah. But uh, no, it just, yeah, it's true. And then like now in the playoffs watching, like I know that they change their officiating in the playoffs. Like I get that. Because that's always been the case, but like, oh my god, be consistent. And it's interesting too, because like in football, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, like they get it right as best they can. Like they work really hard to get the right calls, mm-hmm. um, which is nice, I think, that they actually yeah do that. they should. But they work harder in the playoffs than they do in the regular season, which you should. Which I think you should. There's and more so, at stake. so like, and I understand that they want to let the guys play, and I understand like that there's the speed element to the game and all that. But I like, I also feel. That at this point, because they all skate so well. Yeah. With the exception of, like, a few people. But, like, they all skate so well. And they're so big. And they're so strong. That, like, getting muscled into the boards can't not hurt. Yeah. Right? And so I feel like if that's the case now and the way that this game's being played, I feel like they have to be a little bit more consistent on the officiating. And, like, in that same game when Connor Sherry got a concussion as well and so he's out. I don't think he's going to play tomorrow. Um, I don't remember who it was. One of the Penguins was like hooked basically from blue line to blue line yeah, while he's I carrying the puck and no call. No call. Like if that's not a hook, yeah. I do not know what is a hook. And I, I get that you're right. There's a speed aspect to the game and there's that idea of viewership and you have to keep the game moving. But take a commercial break. Figure it out. Yeah. Maybe don't have a goddamn six-inch tablet. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's the other thing, too. Like, looking at all this officiating stuff and reading all the garbage that people are posting 
online about it. Like, yeah, maybe the refs shouldn't be the ones reviewing their own calls. Like, if someone, if the coach oh, wants 100%. to challenge, there should be maybe another in-house official. Yeah, or straight to Toronto. Or straight to Toronto. Because, like, last season, and I, I pointed this out yesterday on Twitter, um, talking with, I think it was with Wood Guy, um, like, last season for whatever, it was a coach's challenge or some kind of a review or something or another, and I remember um, Hall said, like, I understand I where, where they're coming yeah. from. Like, I wouldn't want to admit that I was wrong, wrong in front of 18,000 yeah, people yeah, yeah. in the TV audience either. And it's a totally fair point. Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, like, if you want to get it right, but then it's get not it about right. you. Yeah, it's, it's about, about the game. The game. Yeah. And so, like, those offside challenges, which need to die in a fire, by the way. Yes. Um, are so stupid. Because, mm-hmm. like, I know people were upset that the Oilers couldn't challenge the offside on that second Ducks goal. But, like, that offside had nothing to do with the goal. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a fraction of an inch offside. To me, that's nothing. Yeah. But, at the same time, tennis can tell you if a ball is in or out, if it's traveling 130, 140, 150 miles in. Like, they can tell you right away. Immediately. Um, and so, like, the NHL maybe has to figure some things out. I yeah. Don't know. But, like, the common thread, I think, amongst all of this, and I listened to Puck Soup yesterday, and I'm sure you did, too, like, they talk about how much they hate the NHL. Yeah, right? the NHL isn't in the best interest of anyone but the NHL. <laughs> yeah, like, hockey's a great game, and the NHL is literally doing everything in its power to kill it. Yeah. Which is so frustrating. Which is really dumb. Because I love it so much. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing I had that I wanted to talk about, but I don't remember why, it was why uh, PK2 Batten is everything good and pure in the world. And I think, really, it's just because the Predators are playing so well. I know. And he's going to go to the conference championships, and, like... Fuck the Habs for that, basically. Yeah. I think it's good. Um, it's really fantastic. Yeah, he's he's playing well, and it's it's good to see that he's kind of got that monkey off his back a little bit. Yeah. And then he's dancing in warm-ups. Love it. Keep dancing. Keep, keep dancing. Keep we love it. Dancing. Mike Mowbray, go to hell. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's, I, I really, that's all I have. I don't know. I don't, know I don't have anything. I'm, all, I'm on board with all that. Yeah. Um, Sad news. Sad news. Sad news. I feel like this is all me talking. It is. <laughs> because you that's have... Because I did not contribute to the schedule. <laughs> I, well, I suppose. That's true. <laughs> you, like... No, no, you, like, deleted our, like, bios, and then that was about it. That's <laughs> I, true. I, I kind of did all of that. That's true. That's true. So, Monday, I was out having dinner with a friend of mine, and Kelsey sends me a tweet, um, and it said that Pitch on Fox was cancelled, and I almost cried in the bar. I know. I even thought... Because I didn't know where you were. I was like, should I just wait? And I wanted to, to go home service. and cry. Is I what know. I wanted to do. I'm... Such a loss. Devastated. It was so good. And there were so many good things about it. And they were just like, nah, no one cared. Well, yeah, because you marketed it all wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have launched it in the springtime. Is what they well, should have done. Yeah. Like, for spring training. Yeah. Is when it should have been. Like, in February. Not in September. Um... They should have given it more than 10 episodes. It would have been nice if they had given it, like, a 13-episode run. Yeah. Because um, I think maybe a couple more right would after baseball is over. Worked, I think might have worked yeah. out a little bit better. Um, and, yeah, they should have... I don't know. I'm really upset about it. Because, like, if you watch TV, I'm sure you notice things. Like, if you watch network television especially, not so much, like, Netflix, quality cable yeah. stuff. But, like, if you watch network TV, there's a distinct, like, lack of diversity in gender and... Um, ethnic roles and whatever on a lot of programs. So you yes. have, like, the token yes. whatever. So on this show, you've got your five sort of central characters. 
um, three of them are black, mm-hmm. and two of them are black women, mm-hmm. and that's huge. It is. Really it doesn't huge. happen. And, and to be about sports. And to be about too. sports, and it's about a female breaking a barrier in sports, and like there's all of these things, and so like I understand why Fox was like, wow, oh, I didn't get the viewership we wanted. Well, yeah, because it's three things that like white dudes generally don't like. And also, I don't care. But who Stick cares? with it. Stick with it. But like, if fucking Big Bang Theory can be on TV for like, 12, twelve seasons, and if you take the laugh track off that show, which you should sometime, it is like offensive as all hell. Yeah. Um, if it can be on the show for on TV for twelve years, or like two and a half men, like. How is a good, well-made, well-crafted show not on the air anymore? I, I was really upset. As you should be. As um, you should be. Because after, like, an episode and a half, I was fully invested in the yeah. characters, in the storyline. Um, it ends with, like, Ginny getting hurt, and she goes into an MRI machine. Yeah. Now I never know. Like, how am I ever going to find out what happened to her? Gotta write that fanfic. Or at least read it. Or at least read it. Which I've done pretty much all of it. <laughs> so, uh... Somebody wants to help me out there, you know what to do. Um, but no, it's just, ah, uh, it's infuriating. Because you hear people, they want more diversity in television than they want, and so you get the show that does all of those things. Yeah. And then they're like, ah, sorry, not enough people were watching it. Well, obviously. But also, that doesn't matter. The number doesn't matter. It shouldn't. It should not matter. No. And they've given seasons and seasons to other shows that are, it's, like, terrible. It's on Fox, or it was on Fox. Um, and uh, Fox also airs the TV show Scream Queens, which got renewed for a third season and had less, like, worse ratings than Pitch. Well, that's because I have that deal with, what's his name, Ryan. I'm just saying. Yeah. Right? Like, if you want to talk, it's obviously not straight numbers. No. So whatever they're saying, I don't think, anyway, whatever. And I, it sucks because... Because they had this partnership with MLB, and because MLB is broadcast on Fox predominantly, I don't know that another network could ever actually pick it up. Not and even Netflix? Netflix, maybe. Netflix might have the capacity to do so. Like that would that. be amazing. I really hope they do. Because yeah. I want to know. I want to see more of it. And then, you know what it could be? Hard R. It could be. Yes! <laughs> oh my god. Larissa and I had a really long conversation. Uh... In, on, in Twitter DMs the other day when we were talking about Pitch, like a really long one, <laughs> talking about how great it was um, and how sad we both were that it was over. But yeah, like it, somebody needs to pick this show up because it was phenomenal. And if you yeah. didn't watch it, I blame you. If you looked at it in like a baseball show about a girl, I'm not going to watch this, it's your fault. Yeah. Because it was really, really well done. And to choose that is not your reason to watch something is so dumb. Plus, it really ticks me off because no season is ever pure in its first season. Ooh, Friday Night Lights came real close. Real close. But overall, really damn rare. Yeah. Like, everything needs a second season to really find what its footing is. And it just ticks me off when someone gives it one season, yeah. even ten episodes, yeah. the full run, and then decides to pull the Yeah, plug. like, I, I I wish that they would have at least got, like I said, like, the 13. Yeah. Um, and had a plan to cap the season. Because they, they made the season with the intention of having more. And so they didn't really yeah. close off any of the storylines. That's real And weird. that's really annoying. So, like, maybe they'll never... No one will ever make it. Maybe someone will make, like, the TV movie and I'll be okay with that. Just, yeah. like, finish it off. It's still... I find it so funny that Larissa didn't know it was... That it was Zach Morris <laughs> who was in this... And he was so good. Yeah. Like, it's surprising. Like, have you ever watched Saved by the Bell and, like, thought, man, that guy's not a good actor? He's gotten better. Like, because he's I think an that adult. was also the character. Because it was, yeah. like... It was very corny. And yeah. it was direct to camera and yeah it was overt. he was really good 
And it, yeah, that's funny that she didn't know. I was like, how did you not know? Go back and watch it again. <laughs> um, just because. But yeah, I was uh, I was really sad about it. Um, you and know what I, I would have loved? Like a side character that came in that tried to like have, it's Ginny, right? Yeah. Have Ginny like sign some like shady like endorsement deal and then takes her for all her money and it's Dustin Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> That would be kind of incredible. I mean, there was, like, a storyline kind of a little bit like that. Oh, okay. Uh, but it involved her brother. Oh. Yeah, like, so there's a lot, juicier. like, so there was there was a storyline with her and her brother. Uh, she fired her agent at the end, and I don't care that I'm spoiling it, because it's never coming back, so whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, she fired her agent. Yeah. And then she got hurt in that game, like, right after she fired the agent. Oh, no. And her agent, like, saw her get hurt at the airport. <gasps> and then got on the plane anyway. Right. Yeah. They, which you know, but then she like left her like sent her brother away because he had stolen money from her, and there's like some shit with her mom, because like she's only twenty three years old. Yeah. Right. And like that she's was sort really of like, she was young and she'd like come up through the minors. She has a high school education and they like dealt with all these things, um, and then it, yeah, they, it ends with her going into an MRI machine. Oh, it's such a rip off. It is such a rip off. I'm so mad. Like, I really, on Monday, I really just wanted to go home and cry about it. Yeah. And then I couldn't, because I had elsewhere to be, and then after I got home, I cried about it. And then I watched the finale again, <laughs> which was maybe not the best choice I've ever made, because then the it made me choice. cry even more. Um, <laughs> but I was saying to Kelsey, like, I felt the way when I got the news that it was canceled, like, I felt the way that I felt when Friday Night Lights yeah. um, went off the air. Mm-hmm. Which, even though I knew it was coming, like, I knew the fifth and final season, but I felt that same way. And, like, I don't generally get that invested. But you held off on watching the finale, didn't you? A Friday Night Lights? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, oh, man. I held off for, like, probably four weeks. Because I just didn't want it to end. I wasn't yeah. ready to let it go. Um, I've watched, like, the entire series probably ten times. I still have the finale for Parks and Rec saved on my PBR. Yeah? Yeah. Have you watched it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I never, I never got into that show. Oh, God. I, I, I know I would like it now, but, like, I just, I never, and then Adam Scott showed up, and I was like, oh, fuck this guy. You don't like Adam Scott? No. What? No. Why not? I don't know. I just don't. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't explain it. The, is it, like, my Tobey Maguire thing? Kind of a little bit, maybe. But oh. just, like, when he talks, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'd seen him in a movie, and I can't remember what movie it was, and I hated him in that. And then, a, he plays a lot of dicks. Yeah. And, he is not a dick. And then I just, I was like, I can't handle this guy. I just can't do it. And so I've never really, I've never watched like a full season of Parks and Rec. I've watched lots of bloopers, though, because oh, Chris Pratt is like, the, the funniest person in the world. Best. My favorite one is when, um, I don't know what, the, I, can't, I don't know what the circumstance is, but they're like sitting, having like a strategy meeting about something, about comebacks. Yeah. And Chris Pratt is like, oh yeah, like Kim Kardashian. Because, you know, I think she got come on her back in the tape. And everybody just loses it. And I was like, it is so funny. Uh, yeah, he's amazing on he's, that show. He's really good. One of his, like, greatest ad-libs made it into the show. Was that the network connection? like, started? really sick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I put your symptoms into WebMD and it says you have network connectivity problem. <laughs> and I was listening to an interview with Mike sure that creator and he's like I cannot believe that we kept it together for that long because that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life <laughs> <laughs> well and it's what I think is really funny too it's like I remember when Chris Pratt was on Everwood yeah. um, like back in with his long, was, curly, his long hair. curly hair yeah, and like yeah. just isn't the same person right you know? but like he was the the brother of like 
the main girl in the show. And so, like, he... I mean, he was in most episodes, but he wasn't in all of them, and he definitely wasn't, like, a, a main character or whatever. Um, but the guy that was in everyone who played Ephraim, like, ended up on Rookie Blue, and then Chris Pratt is, like... A star. He's, like, Star-Lord. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, boom. Speaking of, I should go see that movie one of these days. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I um, find that so funny because he... It seems like from Parks and Rec on, he's really just playing himself. Yeah, kind of. And he always looks a little stunned. Like, always. Even in Jurassic World. I loved him in Jurassic World, but he looked yeah. a little bit stunned at times. Like, he can't movie. really believe that he's there. Yeah. Like, he's the princess at the ball. <laughs> yeah, but, like, also knows he's an imposter and, yeah. like, <laughs> and bought his dress at Target. Yeah, like, it's definitely that kind of, There's like... a lot of elements there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Adam Scott just ru- always rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, I love him. And so I never, I never got into it. I should, and I know people that are listening to this are like, "You've never watched Parks and Rec." No, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's so funny. I feel like there's just so much of it where I am Leslie Nope, and that kind of kills me and it delights me at the same time. I she'd be an okay person to be. I think. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be somebody, I'd rather be her than a bunch of other TV characters. Yes. I'd rather be her than what's uh, Liz Lemon? Is that was that her name on the Thirty Rock? On Thirty Rock? Yeah, you I'd rather like be Leslie Liz? Nope than Liz Lemon. Liz is like a little bit manic, like just too much. So Leslie yeah. was a little bit more balanced, I think. That's well, I, Leslie's more driven than Liz yeah. is. But Liz is really funny. She's my so my funny. absolute favorite line of hers is when she's just like, "Oh, youths," because <laughs> I feel that like five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at work that's my that's my thought almost all the time. Just like ah, oh, you. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, pitches off the air, and I'm like, it sucks. And if it ever ends up on Netflix or whatever, you should watch it or just yeah. download them illegally because it doesn't fucking matter anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought I was over it, but apparently I'm still angry. <laughs> you know, because otherwise, like, if we had done this, like. Two months ago, I'd be like, you should watch it, and you should, you know, buy it on iTunes, and, like, you know. No, you've been telling me that for ages. But now, fuck, whatever, just download it, who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, and instead of watching Pitch, you should watch The Lost Kingdom. Uh, there's been two seasons on Netflix, and it's really good. I know, I'm really, like, my Netflix thing is, like, full now, because Sense8, season two, just released last night, and I'm so excited for that. And then Master of None is this month, too. Oh, okay. And then also House of Cards! Yeah, I gotta get on that train, too. I only oh. watched the first season, and I just kind of stopped. And Chris and I are like, what do we do? Because we usually watch House of Cards together. It's, like, the only thing that we watch together. And now he's in White Horse. God it's damn tragedy. it, Chris. God damn it. Being a doctor and stuff. Like, doing good things for the world. Always at the cost of... <laughs> <laughs> television. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and my legs for making me walk up 36 flights of stairs yesterday. Oh, what a jerk. Why would he do that? No, it was for charity. Oh. <laughs> so he's not injected all the no. <laughs> no. And if we would have had more time, we would have done it a second time, but he had to get somewhere else, so. It was nuts, though. Yeah? Yeah. That's a lot of stairs. One guy last year, because they do it for 24 hours. Right. And one guy last year did it 42 times in 24 hours. Oh, my God. Why? <sighs> And there was this other guy that was doing it in full firefighter costume. (laughs) (laughs) Equipment? Equipment. Equipment? Equipment. Equipment. Yeah. Wow. Like, we left, like, maybe two or three minutes before him. 
and then we got up at the same time, and then he turned around and, like, went right back down to do it again. We were oh, just like, what? <laughs> 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 That's funny. Uh, That's really funny. Yeah. Um, I also wrote in here that I wanted to talk about Aaron Judge. Yeah, who is that? He is a right fielder for the New York Yankees, and uh, before anyone gets mad, I'm a Yankees fan. Do what you do with that, I don't care. Um... And I kind of stopped watching when Jeter retired, because I really liked Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't particularly care about most of the other guys on the team, and, like, A-Rod was there, but, you know, whatever. So I just kind of didn't pay attention. But Aaron Judge has made me believe in baseball again. Um, he's kind of incredible. He's, like, six foot seven. Did you see him and you're like, I do believe in baseball. I do. <laughs> I do. I, no. <laughs> um, he's like 6'7", 282. Like, he's huge. He's huge. Jesus Christ. Um, and last weekend when they were playing the Orioles, uh, he had two home runs in one. I think it was a game on Saturday. Um, and one of them left his bat at like 120 miles an hour. Jesus. Yeah. Like, and it's, I mean, he's got, he's like, he's, uh, somebody said to me, and it's a fair comparison. He's like Jose Canseco without steroids. <laughs> Um, like he's he's just he's a very very good he's a good hitter and like it's fun to watch. He's a real deal. Yeah, and it's oh, it's this, cool. Is this the one where I said, "But is he cute?" And he was not cute. Yeah, we I sent you that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was not cute. It's, no, no, he it was real disappointing. <laughs> so you know where our heads are at. Um, <laughs> but no, it's just it's kind of been fun like to have somebody to watch in baseball again because like last year I kind of got caught up watching the Cubs a little bit just because because like what a story. Yeah. Um, but I don't have any kind of connection connection to really to the Cubs other than like watching them win uh, the World Series which was amazing but like so far this season um, Aaron Judge he's had 88 at bats he's hitting 330 13 home runs and 27 RBIs like that's unreal I don't know what most of those words mean what uh, is RBI runs batted in so like he hits and gets on base or whatever and then someone scores okay. but it's not necessarily home run okay yeah but like thirteen home runs and eighty-eight appearances at the plate is pretty good. That's yeah. That's, that's a lot. Good percent. Um. So yeah, it's just like yeah, and he's stolen a base. Like I don't know. He's six foot seven. How the fuck does he steal a base? <laughs> like, like I don't. If he can steal a base, any Milan can skate faster. There you go. Done. <laughs> that's <laughs> throwing that's down my, the gauntlet. That's my there, baseball Milan. opinion today. <laughs> Man alive. Anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, I've just been enjoying watching him play. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of fun. Good. Which is nice because there's baseball on all the time. And last earlier this week they were in Toronto. Um, and so I got to watch them even though they were playing the Blue Jays. So I had to listen to Buck talk and he's just the worst. But anyway, I got to watch the Yankees and Netflix stream it online, which was kind of That's nice. That's good. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't hate baseball. Pitch made me kind of like it a little bit more. Because there was, right, a little bit more to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, and, so and you had I'm, an emotional connection. And I had an emotional connection. And now I kind of have that feeling about baseball again, so, which is nice. Which is a good question. Would you watch sports if you had no emotional connections to players? Can sports exist without emotional connections to players? I don't like basketball, and I have zero emotional whatever for any basketball player at all. Like, it's just... And I think part of it is because they don't pay attention to it, so like, yeah. I don't get into that, but, like... Yeah, I think I have to have a little bit of an emotional connection. Yeah. Like, I cried when Brett Favre retired from the Packers. Yeah. Like, in the middle of the morning at school, <laughs> watched his retirement press conference online, and then went and taught. Um, and my kids were like, you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. Um, but no, I don't, I think it's harder for me to get behind, get into a sport if I don't have an emotional yeah. connection. 
Um, and, like, with baseball, because I like Derek Jeter, and then he retired, like, I kind of lost that feeling with the Yankees. And I don't, I never, I never really watched any other baseball, so, like, I didn't have any other players to watch. Tangentially, how do you feel about A-Rod and J-Lo? Um, <laughs> A-Rod's weird to me. Yes. I like J-Lo. Like, well, I don't, whatever, I don't have, uh, I don't have a problem with it, but, like, whenever I hear A-Rod talk, it makes me think of David Beckham. In that it's, like, just doesn't fit. The voice yeah, and, like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. persona just doesn't fit. Um, but hey, you know what? Whatever. Get it works. And, like, to be honest, if she's gonna date somebody who's, like, not gonna be jealous of her wealth, A-Rod's the guy to date. Because he made, like, $27 million last season playing baseball. So, like... That's fair. You know? That's fair. And vice versa. Yeah. Right? Like, if it works, it works. And also, isn't she, like, 45? Yeah. She looks goddamn 20. I know, but he's also, like, I don't know, 40? Is he? He played ball, I think he played pro ball for, like, 22 years. 20 years, years, yeah. Yeah. Is he also from Puerto Rico? He might be. It's possible. Mm. Maybe he's from Miami. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But anyway. I, yeah, I haven't really given that a lot of thought, but, like, I guess it's a thing. I don't know. I just thought they were at the Met Ball together, and I was like, like, it threw me for a loop. Yeah. That it is kind of strange. It's super strange. But, like... Because he's not, like, a young dancer. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's not 19. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. If it works, it works, I guess. Yeah. If it works for them, I don't know. Uh, was never really a big fan of A-Rod, though, when he played for the Yankees. No. No. Is he the one that had the gift basket? No, that was apparently Jeter. What? Which I still love. I think that's amazing. Like, I don't care what anyone says. I, I think, think it's, it's so amazing. Like, that isn't... Just be like, yeah... Yeah, I, I don't know if it's true. I, I want it to be true. But I like the... But I like that the, the myth realness been, of the situation. Yeah. Like, this is what this is. Take your things and go. Yeah, and I'll, here's a little <laughs> something for the road. Don't tell anybody. You know, just sort of like, let me delete the pictures off your phone. Like, it's just... Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that's really funny. I think that's funny. It wouldn't surprise me if it was true, to be no. perfectly honest. But, like, no, yeah, that was Jeter. Right but now. I like the idea of a souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... And then you, like, you own that, right? And yeah, like, it's yours. Right? Yeah. Oh, they're probably not personalized, though. That's okay. There's, it's proof. That's true. Right? That's true. It's proof more than a lot of other things could be. Um, but I read a thing on Players Tribune actually by his wife. His wife, yeah, I read that um, too. Because they're having a baby. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. I know, uh, she's written two things. Yeah, it was really right? interesting talking about, like, the perspective of, like, you know, he's transitioning from, like, the baseball player to the husband and... To the dad, To yeah. the dad and uh, and stuff, and I thought, like, it was just really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, and that's the thing, I guess, about baseball more than anything. Like, I love hockey. It's probably my favorite sport, but yeah. I think I like the Green Bay Packers more than I like the Oilers, and I think that's just always been true. Um, but baseball has the best stories. Just the best narratives. In a yeah, game baseball and, has really great writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has good writing, but like, then good things come out of baseball games. Yeah. Right? And there's sort of that, like, that idyllic pastime feel to it, where you can spend a whole afternoon at the ballpark and, like, just But also with happen. other sports, like, you're not gonna die playing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Unless you're, like, struck by lightning. Yeah, but it's, yeah, there's a lot less, like, that intensity is there. There's less tragedy. If there's going to be tragedy, it's in, like, the players' personal lives. Yeah, or in the game itself. Yeah. Like, the result of the game, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But not, not like, 
running and you know getting run over and getting a concussion breaking your femur and yeah almost getting your throat slit like those articles that were on the players tribune yeah and so it's got this like it's like it's a very romantic notion of sport and i think that's really cool um it has that like almost pastoral feel to it absolutely which i love which is so funny because that's so anti like the movement in sports analysis yeah is numbers and facts and data. And, and baseball arguably has, like... The, the most. The most. But they're yeah. also easily quantifiable. Yes. Right? Like they're a lot more easily quantifiable because the game is so much slower. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can look at a guy who's at bat and, like, it's an, that and counts as an at bat. And do their own stats. Yeah. and it blows my mind. Which, if that's how you want to watch ball, do it. Yeah. I think that's cool. But, like, you can do your own stats and not, like, feel... Like, people aren't going to make fun of you for doing that. Or disconnected from the action. Yeah, because it's easy, because there's a stop all the time. Yeah. So, like, you know, it doesn't matter. Between every out, there's a stop, yeah. right? And so you have time to kind of process and, and sit. Um, and that's that's the thing about baseball I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, like, while having something to watch and, like, enjoying it again has been kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. And my dad's a Yankees fan, too, so, like, that's the thing. There you go. That we have. And so, like, on, and so on Sunday, when my dad and I went to a hockey game, we watched hockey kind of the same way, him and I. Um, and we're kind of like Sattler and Waldorf <laughs> a little bit. Oh my god. Yeah, we, we're just old curmudgeons, my daddy and I. Um, and it's funny because at work on Monday, the guys in, that I work with were bugging me about the, going to the game. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I went and I got to spend an afternoon with my dad. And, like, and then I just stared him down and then that was the end of the conversation. I was like, yeah, I get to just go with Because they were bugging me about being like a tier one fan. Because I went to like the Skybox or I whatever. Know. And then I got these tickets from dad's work which we didn't pay for and so whatever so we went and had a good time but i was like yeah i got to just hang out with my dad what are you gonna do and it was fun yeah yeah it was nice it was a nice it was a nice afternoon i like that except for buddy beside us who had like 10 drinks by the middle of the second period i was like dude slow down <laughs> it is a marathon no not a sprint the bathrooms are yes full. if you're double fisting in the bathroom line that the problem is probably not the bathroom no it's you and you're Speaking of, do you want to talk about how they changed the bathrooms at Rogers Place? Let's let's do that. (laughs) Something to get angry about. I don't want to, Megan. Let's do it. (laughs) Go ahead. So we talked last week about like the bathroom issue or the week before or whatever um, at Rogers Place. We talk about bathrooms. We do talk about bathrooms a lot. But apparently this week they like switched some of them. Some of the bathrooms from men's washrooms to women's washrooms, which made like some lineups in no, the, the women's other washrooms. Way, wasn't it? No, they switched. Oh yeah, women's washrooms, sorry, women's to men's, to men's washrooms. Yeah. Um, because there was all this problem with the men's washrooms because dudes don't know how to line up and pee. Apparently, like I don't know. Um, I but was there just was like add it to the history, ladies. But there was like lineups of like twenty and twenty-five minutes in the women's washroom, where before they would be like maybe ten minutes at the most. Yeah. Um, and Rogers, the people at Rogers Place were like, well, we, this is a solution we came up, so it's going to inconvenience the women a little bit. And I was like, oh, fucking course it is, because what doesn't? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, fix the problem. That's not a fixing the problem. Like, no. that's just making another problem. And then they were talking to some women who, like, were legitimately, and I think fairly, feeling like second-class fans. Yeah. Because they're not important enough to have their own bathrooms anymore. No. And to actually take them away. Yeah. So there's not an equal number anymore. No. There's less yeah. for you. Like what? And maybe that's a flaw in the building design. Maybe they should have more men's washrooms than women's washrooms. Generally, they probably should. I would say. Because its primary use is as a hockey but rink. But also, you can fit in more urinals in there than stalls. <laughs> so why aren't there to begin with? 
Are there numbers? I want numbers. I want numbers and figures and stats of potties versus dolls. There are numbers. I saw versus... them in that National Post article. And really? Some of, yeah, there were. And some of them, it's because like some of them are in like the private areas and stuff that n- normal people can't go into. <laughs> well, no, but like just regular average fans can't go yeah. into them. And so that's part of the problem. Um, but the thing that this whole discussion uh, brought out was that we found out that David Staples thinks that those round sinks... Oh at Commonwealth Stadium, are urinals. urinals. <laughs> That's what we found out. So I, I oh. the fact that this bathroom debate has been going on now since the playoffs started, well, really, in the regular season, yeah. too. But since the playoffs started, we have now learned that at some point in time, David Staples peed in one of those round sinks at Commonwealth Stadium. I guarantee it. I cannot believe it. When he posted that photo, I, I was like... I was joking! Me, too, but I was like, oh, my God, he doesn't joke. No. He does not joke. No, I This thought, is real. Yeah. It My is amazing. God. And so in our in our group chat for the Oilers rig, we were having conversations about it, like just dying laughing. Um, and in our pregame post today, we didn't, there's no pee jokes. There should be, but there isn't. <laughs> 100% should be. Avery held it together. He decided not oh, to. Yeah. Good job, Avery. Um, but yeah, like, that, that's what I learned this week. If uh, there's nothing, if I can't take away anything else from this week, you know I have learned that David Staples has peed in one of those sinks. You know what? Explains a lot, Megan. <laughs> and combined with Terry Jones at the beginning of the oh. season talking about how he got to, <laughs> got to take a poop in okay. the bathroom in the press box. Okay, this is my message to men. I, Incredible. I, I do not care about how you eliminate your wastes. I want to stop hearing about it. Yeah. You can do it standing up. You are not disenfranchised. <laughs> like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> so stupid. My favorite thing when she makes that noise is, like, the sound spike <laughs> on the computer. It's a pretty good one. I feel like um. I'm turning into Marge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose it's, what are sister's names? Uh, Selma and Patty. Yeah, it's better than that. I guess so. Yeah, it could be one of them. Marge is the sexy one. Marge is the sexy one. <laughs> Her hair is just the greatest. And when it's in the shower. And she's so kind. Oh, I know. She puts up with so much shit. She just loves her kids so much. I know. You'll be that someday. <laughs> Was it good? Pretty good. I've been practicing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, so anyway, that's what I learned this week. That's a, that's a takeaway for the oh, week. That's incredible. God. I feel like I was barely on Twitter, and somehow I caught all these garbage fire moments that it was just like, stop it. Yeah, well, that's why just we're talking about them. Stop it. <laughs> if you, in case you're forgetting, yeah, garbage fire. That's anyway. the name. Yeah. But, like, oh, and the other the other garbage person we can talk about is Mark Spector for, like, two minutes. Um, Again? Just two minutes. He was complaining about... I don't think he's worth two minutes, Okay, my point. 30 seconds. Okay. So, he made a comment about how it was a bad look for... Um, Oilers fans to be complaining about the officiating last game. Um, when, like, right. 45 minutes earlier, he made a comment about the penalty that Nick Bonino drew, which, to be fair, wasn't a penalty. Uh, like, it was totally an embellishment, whatever. But, like, by complaining about the penalty that Bonino drew, you're, like, indirectly complaining about officiating, and then you're telling fans to stop complaining about officiating. Yeah. Um, no, he was just telling people to stop complaining about the refs because of um, reasons? I don't know. Because it looked bad. It looked like yeah. the optics of it were bad? Yeah, the optics of the fans complaining about the refs were bad. And I was just like, they're fans, you're the professional, and you were terrible at your job, so, like, you stop telling them what to do. And also, the fans don't have any stakes in those decisions. No. They just want their team to do well. And so, yeah. of course, they're going to complain about officiating, because that's what fans do. Yeah. 
Because right. I don't participate. Yeah. Other than that. Other than watching. And that's fine. And commenting. Yeah. But you literally get paid to write about Does the sports. Does he know how sports... No. End of sentence? Oh. Question mark? <laughs> Does he know how sports? I, I feel like I wish someone had asked us the question, like, last week about why is Troy Brower. I feel like... Why is Mark Spector? Yeah, someone should ask us that some week. Why is Mark Spector? Also, we can... what? What? And how? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Anyway, there. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Okay, good. Okay, good. We're done. Bye-bye. Um, so we got a question last week. Yeah. That we didn't get to because it was early in the morning and we so sucked. so early in the morning. Um, and Aaron Kelly, I will get to your question when we get to our other questions because I have an answer for you. you can give you. it up. I, no, I have oh, an answer. I, I did a little bit of research. Okay. So I have an answer for him. So firstly, um, this was suggested by Malcolm, but then he told me that he found it elsewhere on Reddit, so... I'm only giving you 50% of the credit, Malcolm. Maximum. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, we have put together essentially a bracket for this hypothetical question, which is, if all of the American presidents are alive and run against each other, who would win? So we have 16 presidents. Uh, we've got essentially two conferences worth of presidents. Yeah. And we've got them all in matchups. And we're going to post the first round on Twitter. And we would love for you guys to vote. And keep that in mind if they're alive and running now. Yeah. Who would win from that? Or matchup? if they're all alive at the same time and running against each other. Yes. Either or. Either or. Who would win from that matchup? From that matchup if they're both alive at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. so do you want to list who we've got? Yeah. Do you want to read through um, do you want me to read? You can read them. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Washington versus Jefferson, Jackson versus Lincoln, uh, Grant versus Teddy Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson uh, versus FDR, Truman versus Eisenhower, Kennedy uh, versus uh, Lyndon. Is it? Baines. Baines? Baines? Yeah. Oh. Lyndon Johnson? Baines Johnson. Uh, Reagan and Bush Jr. And then uh, Clinton versus Obama is our last matchup. So we're going to put all those on Twitter, and then we'll have you vote on each round, and then we'll do the next round of the matchups next week. Yeah. So, we'll, yeah, we'll put the polls on Twitter, and you can... You can vote. You can vote. And then we have a bracket. We'll throw it up on our website, and we'll throw a link to it on so our Twitter. So you can see all the matchups and make some judgments from there. Yeah. And that'll be fun. I feel like I know who's going to win. You want to make a prediction? FDR. I mean, you should, really. Because presumably he would win over Wilson, and then I'm guessing he'd go up against Teddy, right? Because Teddy would win his bracket. And then he'd face off against either Lincoln or Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I think. You think? I think so. That's, that would be my prediction. I'm going to call Lincoln. Okay. Sounds good. So they're coming out of the old-timey bracket. E On the old-timey house. Yeah, I guess so. All right. And also, if you people, like, agree with us, we'll know which podcaster is your favorite, so <laughs> just keep that Yeah, maybe. Or not. Um, <laughs> who knows? So, and maybe someday we'll do, like, a Canadian Prime Minister one, but we were talking about it, and that would be really hard. It's just hard. so much effort right it now. It is, because, like, I just don't care. care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's 6.30 on Friday night. Like, what are we doing? Uh, anyway. Um, okay. So, uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about before we... Had our questions? No, let's just go to questions. I've okay. got them up here. Do you want me to start? Yeah, sure. Uh, from Librarian Mike, uh, who makes up the Backstreet Boys of the NHL or NSYNC or whatever? And you had an amazing one for the Backstreet Boys of NHL. Yeah. So um, the Kevin Richardson 
of the NHL, of the of the Backstreet Boys of the NHL, is Yarmo Yager, because he's, like, 90% older than everybody else. Yeah. So, that's that. Um, that's good. I don't know. Um. Okay, so. So, we have, we have Brian, AJ. Nick and Howie. Nick and Howie. And Howie's kind of a potato. We have to keep that Howie's in mind. Howie's 100% potato, and this is what I was going to bring up. <laughs> but, as an adult, like, older yeah. adult, I yeah, think yeah. he's Better. aged the best. He's aged pretty well. So, I don't know if that matters. Um, in terms of talent-wise, who would you say is the most talented Backstreet Boy? Oh. Straight-up talent? Probably AJ. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. too. Yeah. Okay, we're on the same wavelength here. Okay. So, do we want to say that AJ is Sid? I don't like that comparison No? At all. Well, not in the look. Also questionable facial hair, so sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Now thinking of that. Okay, so if that is our if that is if our that benchmark, is our, yes. Okay. Does that mean because Nick is the oh, biggest one is Nick Connor? Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, or like Mitch Marner, maybe someone like that. I'm gonna say Connor. Okay, because the other thing I was just thinking about Kevin. Like, remember how Yarmy Yarga like left him with the KHL for a while? And, like, oh Kevin my god, he left. The he came back. There we go. Okay, Boom. Perfect. Done. Perfect. All right. I'm so glad. So we now we have what, Brian Howie and that's it. Brian, Brian and Howie. Howie. Okay. Oh. Um. Okay. Second question. Who is the prettiest one? Well, of the two of them. Yes. Or of Brian. 100% but I also think Brian is the prettiest long term. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you all know what this answer is going to be because we're the worst. Uh, that so. is a Taylor Hall. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and now, Mr. Potato himself. <laughs> Mr. Potato. Howie. But still, like, talented, right? Like, yeah. But, like, least talented of the bunch. I still like Logan Couture. <laughs> That's so mean. Yes, I love it. Like, <laughs> oh. I'm so excited for you to listen to this. Oh, that's fabulous. That is the best. So, to recap, as the Nick, we have Connor McDavid. Yep. Howie's Logan Couture. <laughs> Kevin Richards is Yammer Yager. Brian is Taylor Hall. And then AJ is Sidney Crosby. Yeah, done deal. I like have it. never been more happy about anything in my entire life. <laughs> that was so fun. Thanks uh, for that question, Mike. Thanks, Mike. We super appreciate it. <laughs> Next one? Yeah. Uh, from Dave uh, at Herky13, behind door one, podcast hits the big time. You're the new Jay and Dan. Door number two is a dream teaching job in any city. And door number three is job as Taylor Hall's assistant. I love this question for so many reasons. Which one do I want? Yeah. Which door do you open and go behind? Um, <laughs> um I think I would take the podcast hit Nympic. Oh my god. 100% the same. Okay. We're so on the yeah. great wavelength. I think, I think, and I, I feel like that's the best choice. Yeah. Because I feel like that opens opportunities mm-hmm. elsewhere. Opens perhaps door number three in a yes. different way. <laughs> That's exactly what I was just thinking. Oh, man. This is going to be so much worse than our 8 o'clock Sunday morning. Oh, my God. It's so much better in a good way. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. That was exactly what I was thinking. I'm glad that we're on that that page. Because being someone's assistant would be terrible. Yeah. Because you're, like, subordinate to them. Yeah, a little bit. That's true. And really, like, all you're doing is organizing. Oh, my God. You're just a wife. Yeah. Like a... No tonic white. Gross. That's disgusting. Ugh, tell me about Podcast me. in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the married one. Jesus. <laughs> uh, from Librarian Mike again, do you play any video games? Any favorites? 
Um, I have two video games mm-hmm. from Xbox. Oh. I have Madden 09 because Brett Favre's on the cover. Love it. And Lego Batman. Okay, the Lego games are so fun. They are fun. They're super fun. They're so fun. Um, but I haven't played in a long time. I, like, I've played all the Lego games because after I had my surgery last year, my sister gave me her extra PlayStation, and I just played all of the Lego games all summer. Passed the Harry Potter one twice, 100% each time. What? Yeah, because there's Crazy. two of them. There's okay. one to four and then four to seven. Um, But my, like, video game, I don't know if it's cred, but when we moved to Alberta from Saskatchewan in 99, uh, our parents bought us, like, a... A bribe gift, and it was an N64. Yes, Mario Kart. I could play everyone like, blindfolded backwards. Like, don't even, because I will crush you. The best. The new ones aren't fun. Like on the Wii. No. They're not I like the as controller good. on the 64, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like a second limb. Third limb? Fourth <laughs> limb? Fifth limb? Oh my How God. many limbs do I have? What? Oh, my God. Kelsey is actually into, like, Dr. Claw. She's <laughs> <laughs> not a real person. <laughs> Disembodied arm and voice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> From Library Mike again. What's your starting lineup for the NHL All Dirtbag Team on Ice? Oh my God! I saw this question the other day and then I forgot about it. Um, All Dirtbag Team. Who do I hate? Corey Perry. Ooh, see that was not the angle. Brad Marchand. I, I was thinking like Mike Ribeiro. No, I was Ryan thinking. Off. No, I think like the on no? ice. Okay. I, yeah, yeah, because okay, like the okay. off. We should we'll do the off ice one in a okay. second. Um, I would say Corey Perry and uh, who else did I just say? Uh, Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand. Matt Niskanen apparently he's a piece of shit. Um, which we'll talk about in a minute when we get to Amanda's question because I think that's good. Wait, are these like? Do we need like three fours in a defenseman? Starting lineup? Two defensemen, yeah. I don't know. Does Niskanen? I don't even know if Niskanen's a defenseman. These. Those are the two or fours. Um, who else do I like? I really don't like Drew Doughty. Okay, done. Okay. Sure. That works for me. And who's another defenseman that's a piece of shit? Mm, I think Niskanen might be as possible. Is he a defenseman? He might be. I don't know. I, don't I have no idea. I literally don't name. care enough, to be perfectly honest. Okay, just one more then. Um, one more player. And um, then a goalie. Like, oh, the goalie. I don't know. Um... I guess, like, for, uh... Oh, no, Niskanen is a defenseman, so we need a forward. Okay, so one more forward. Um, for the goalie, like, from history, I would say Ron Hextall. Because <laughs> I'll never forget him, like, punching the camera, like, the net cam. And that was, like, on the Hockey Day Canada opening for a long time, and I always thought that was amazing. Was it? Yeah. That's really um, funny. He's just violent and whatever. Um, I'm trying to think. One other forward that I really hate. It's kind of garbagey. I don't know. Well, I do know, but I don't I feel like I shit on him all the time. I'm just going to write it down anyway. I'm feeling like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, off ice. Uh, Mike Rivero. Yeah. I don't even think he's in the league anymore, but I don't care. No. Uh, Varlamov. Yeah. Um, who else is just absolutely. Uh, a Kane. Oh, yeah, right. Patrick Kane times three. <laughs> just three times. Evander Kane, maybe, also. And then what's his name? Buffalo. Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly's not even a dirtbag. He just like, he just throws Ryan too more into that decision. Yeah, and then gets nominated uh, for the, the Masters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Give me a break. All right. Like, talk about white privilege. <laughs> uh, uh, from Amanda, who is like our, our new best, best friend. friend. She's amazing. We love you, Amanda. 
Uh, on a scale of one to fabulous, how amazing was Mark Andre Fleury's response to taping over Niskanen's so name? So good. I don't even know what this is. Oh, what Niskanen is uh, played in Pittsburgh when they won the last cup, and uh, I think I'm pretty sure they're teammates or whatever. And so because Niskanen tend on Crosby, not Crosby out, Fleury's got names of like former teammates on his oh. helmet or whatever, and he like taped over <gasps> Niskanen's. Oh, yeah, like that's, that's pretty savage. Savage. That's pretty savage. I love that pettiness. So one to fabulous, fabulous. One hundred percent fabulous. Uh, how did it take to all 20 years to finally eat a banana? Okay, I hate bananas. Bananas make me throw up. Legit make me throw up. Okay. So I'm on board with the banana thing. Uh, it took me a long... You know, I, I discovered finally that if I eat them when they're still, like, fairly green, I can still eat them. I had one yesterday at work that was way too ripe, and it was really hard to try. Oh, it was awful. The textures... Yeah. When they're, when they're like, still not quite ripe, they're mm-hmm. fine. But, like, so, like, this, the peel has to be, for me, like, half green. And I'll, I can eat it, but anything more than that, I can't do it. That's so, like, I get it. I 100% get it, too, because I probably didn't eat a banana for, like, 15 years. So, Amanda, um, we still love Taylor Hall. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you can do no wrong. Precious and pure. There's a lot from Amanda here. Um, uh, I don't know if that one's really much of a question more than just affirmation. Um, What'd you say? Why do people find it necessary to discuss their horrifying medical issues on the train, and why so loudly? I think it's because they're lonely. Maybe. They just need someone just to be compassionate need someone to talk about to. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like David Staples talking about peeing in a sink. Like, it's the same kind of thing. I can't really judge because I put my physio journey on Instagram. Yeah, but so. it was like foot thing. It wasn't like, yeah. That was a little bit. Feet were gross, by the way. But like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you still hold that against me, don't you? A little bit. Oh, Although it's not as bad. One of the guys that I follow on Twitter, Dennis... Um, you said that was such, to <laughs> such malice. Dennis. He changed it. It's still a picture of like the bottom of his foot, but I guess last year or the year before, whatever, he like broke his foot, so it was in a cast, and so he put a picture of the bottom of his foot as his Twitter pic for a long time, and it was like all like calloused and scaly, and like it was disgusting. Oh, yeah. When my feet came out of, and finally the then wrappings. he changed it, gross. and so now it's like a normal foot, so it's slightly better, but it's still kind of disgusting. It's still super gross. Like my friend Amanda will attest to this. Um, she, when I was coaching water polo a few years ago, um, she came to, it was a high school, and so she came to watch our kids play, and she, like, she was sitting in the bleachers at the pool, and I was standing down on the floor, and just where she was sitting, I don't, whatever, anyway, somehow her foot, like, ended up hitting my hand, and it took everything in me to, like, not, not go wash my hands immediately, <laughs> like, in the middle of a conversation. Um, but then as soon as the conversation was done, I was like, I have to go wash my hand, I'll be right back. <laughs> like, I just, it was so gross. That's like an OCD thing. Yeah, feet are disgusting. Uh, also from Amanda, is picking my favorite hockey player based on their facial hair really a bad idea? Nope. Nope. Some guys can grow really good beards. And some can't. And some can't. Sorry, Nooch. We love you, but no. He's like one of those sad three musketeers <laughs> from like a community like, theater. Like a, like a discount costume. Yeah. <laughs> they just like drew it on. Yeah. Uh, and he's been working on that since February. Poor boy. I know. Oh, well. I, for someone who loves horses so much, we need to send him some horse steroids or something. Or something, yeah. Something. We gotta fix Just some something. hormones. Yeah. Get it figured out. Yeah, no, picking based on facial hair, uh, that's one of the reasons why I love Patrick Marlowe. Like, there's a lot of reasons, but his playoff beard is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. Did he even grow it this year? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember it. Yeah. I mean, they were only in for, like, a week and a bit, so. Yeah, but yeah. with him. It was pretty good. Last year, because they made it all the way to the finals, it was A-plus great. A little mm. bit of gray. So good. So good. So good. Yeah, I don't... So, like, I can overlook Sidney Crosby's terrible facial hair because of other reasons, but, like, I, if he could grow a full beard, 
Done. Done. Just absolutely done. Just lumberjack style. Yep. Um, a lot of things here from Tom. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of things. Um, does one person's life mean anything on a cosmic scale? Absolutely not. Which I think absolutely yes. Insignificant little specks on an insignificant little speck in the universe. God, Megan, you're such a pessimist. I'm not. I'm just a realist. No, I was watching Neil deGrasse Tyson the other night on Colbert, and he was talking about like star stuff. We're we are all star stuff, but But at the same time, we're all star stuff. But that means connection. Uh, It means oneness. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. You've seen the picture that like cropped from like whatever night the Carl Sagan thing, like the pale blue. Like that's all we are. And then there's like seven billion of us on that pale blue dot. Yeah. Like we are very insignificant in the grand scheme of things, of course. Yes. A student asked me if I was at the game on Wednesday because he's like, I swear I saw you on the Jumbotron. I was like, no, I wasn't there. And I didn't, like, see any of it, so I really felt disconnected. And I was like, are you telling me that my doppelganger is in Edmonton? That's crazy. And they were like, what do you mean doppelganger? Like, they didn't know doppelganger, so I was like, don't you know the rule about doppelgangers? And they were like, no. Are they, like, they were seven? Like, no. You're supposed to be one. One real one? But the rule is that you have to kill your doppelganger before your doppelganger kills you. Oh, wow. So they were like, what? Like, they had never heard about this before? That's crazy. It was so funny. That's so funny. So I blew up their world a little bit today. Because I read, like, there's a stat that, like, there's, like, roughly seven people in the world that look like you. Oh, okay. So there's more than one. There's more than one. Like that Jet Li movie. The one? Just gotta fight each other until there's only one remaining. It was a bad movie. Bad practice. Yeah, this is what you talked talk about. about. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, and last, oh no, two more. Uh, from Tom. If a ref is in a forest and no one is there to see him, does he still make <laughs> shitty calls? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would. I love that. That's yeah, really funny. I'm pretty sure he would. Absolutely. And then lastly, <laughs> do you believe in a thing called love? No. Ah, come on, Megan. I don't. I'm sorry. That's just me being a cynic. Wouldn't it be amazing if I said me too? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you need to come and stay in my guest room for a while, you're welcome to do that. I got an empty bed for six, eight weeks. No, oh, there you go. Things are things are looking. Yeah. Up. Oh, that's a hard question. No, I don't know. That's I don't I don't have anything. For I that. think there's a lot of different types of love. So sure. By definition, of course. Maybe. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I suppose so. And Aaron Kelly asked us last week, and we missed it. Yes. Um, because my brain was just not it was doing real rough. it. It's real rough. Um, he wanted to know who the Oilers' biggest second round draft bust was. This is really testing we're, your knowledge. We're digging, and we're digging real deep on this one. So I did a little bit of research, not a lot. I mostly just went to HockeyDB and poked around, uh, and then I was looking at some Oilers' first round draft busts. My God, they had a lot. Um, but I think. If I wanted to, like, because they haven't had second-round picks, actually, in a lot of years. Um, <laughs> truly. Like, they've had lots of first-round picks, but then there was lots of years where they'd have, like, um, maybe one or two. Um, but in 2004, they drafted um, two guys in the second round, Roman Tesliak and Jeff Bakovich, both of whom played zero games in the NHL. Ooh. Um, in, uh, yeah, no, he was okay. And JF Jock, he was fine. Uh, their uh, 2002 um, draft was real good in the second round. Jeff Drew and De- no, real good, like seriously. Jeff Drew and Delorier and Jared Stoll and Matt Green. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, like they actually, they actually picked guys who can play. Um, but I think of guys who like actually made it. Uh, they drafted Doug Lynch out of Red Deer in 2001. <gasps> 
I wonder. Yeah, and uh, he played two games in the NHL. That's not very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, uh, no, he played enough games. That's okay. Uh, yeah, no, they, oh, God, the Oilers are bad. Jesus. Uh, their draft history is just terrible. If anyone ever wants to, like, be really depressed about something, <laughs> look up the Oilers' <laughs> draft history. They are just atrocious. Or if you want to feel better about yourself, then use that as perspective. I suppose so. <laughs> Um, they've got a, had a lot of round, a lot of like second round busts. Um, I'm gonna go with Chris Height. That's gonna be my pick from the 1996 entry draft. I remember when they drafted him. Somebody who was writing for the journal made the comment that like, oh, now the Oilers have height and weight, and I was like, oh, what a funny pun. Um, <laughs> I was 13. Give me a little bit of credit here. Um, but he ended up he's a defenseman. He played six games, uh, scored zero points, and had two penalty minutes. Mm. So I'm gonna go with that. Killing it. Um. Biggest first round draft bust we all know is Jason Bonsignor. Not Yak? No, I don't think so. I think there was a bad situation in a whole bunch of other. Jason Bonsignor, fourth overall pick in 1994, uh, the year that they took Ryan Smith. Sixth. Right. Uh, Jason Bonsignor played 79 NHL games, and oh. uh, Ryan Smith played 1,270. Oh, shit. Just saying. Yeah. Smitty. So I'm going to I'm gonna say my, my pick there, Aaron Kelly, is Chris Hyatt. Okay. Just for you, Aaron. Still, Just for you. you. We haven't seen you in forever. For forever. Don't know if you're alive. You could be a robot now. Maybe. The uprising is happening. It starts with Aaron Kelly. <laughs> that is a terrifying prospect. <laughs> I don't think I'm okay with that. Uh, like not even a little bit. <laughs> wow. All right. Is that all we got? That's all we got. There's so many things that, like, next week I'll be able to talk about. Yeah. Because Riverdale will be done. Right, and you haven't seen the most recent episode yet. No. We're supposed to find out the murder tonight, but I'm holding off because Alyssa asked me to because she said she wants to go outside tonight. And I was like, Alyssa. <laughs> what? It's like 30 <laughs> degrees today. Who goes outside when it's that I warm? Know, and I was like, I'm more of an inside kid. Um, so, yeah, I'll wait for her for that. And then also I might be able to watch some Sense8 this week. And I'm oh, really there excited you go. for that. There you go. And then I'll, if people are watching that. Also, if anyone out there has watched Mozart in the Jungle, <laughs> I beg you. Oh, yeah, I keep thinking about that. I want to talk about it with people. <laughs> and then I literally just watch, like, reruns of Blue Bloods on my PBR. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't really say anything because I went and wa- rewatched the last three episodes. Because they're only a half an hour. So they're so short. Yeah. It's, you're not committing an hour. And they're just so entertaining and I love them. And I just want to call someone high life. I just want to have that joy in my life. And I don't understand that. I know. I don't get it at all. I know. Um, anything else we want to talk about before we go? Mm, no, I think that's good. Are you going to see Guardians of the Galaxy one of these days? Yeah, I just don't know when. I have 200 things to mark this weekend, so... I have zero. I hate you. Do you want to mark some of mine? I do not. <laughs> I did all the marking last week. Oh, uh, I did I did some planning so that... Oh, that, I could talk about that really quick. Okay. Just because I'm loving it. Sure. Um, <gasps> oh, the Macbeth? Yeah. So, like, we both teach English, right? And so we teach Macbeth in grade 11. And I'm teaching Macbeth to my English 20-2 kids. And we're, we have the No Fear Shakespeare book, so they have, like, um, the original text on the left page and then, like, a modern translation on the right. So your school bought a class set? Yeah, I think we have more than one class set oh, shit, of those. Awesome. And we have them for Othello, too. Oh, nice. And possibly Hamlet. Um, I wish we had them for Taming the Shrew, because that's what I would do. But anyway. Um, and I'm making these guys read in the original text and yeah. it's amazing and they're loving it um, I love that so much like I picked these three boys to be the witches in the first act and uh, 
they like actually got up and danced like when the witches were supposed to dance and like we're reading it and they got the rhyme down like it was so much fun oh my god were they dabbing they were not no they were like dancing like they assumed witches would be in a circle yeah 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 it was it was really really cool um and so like I'm having lots of fun with it, and it's been it's been a, a real joy. Mm-hmm. So we're watching the Roman Polanski version of the film, um, which is still, I think, one of the best one film the best, adaptations. Yeah. Um, they were making fun of it today because some of it's cheesy, like the dagger or whatever, just the way that it just like sh- how yeah. he grabs it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's really it's super fun. It's so, like we're stopping and we're reading, and um, you know, and I'll, we'll just, we'll explain some stuff, and then we watch a little bit of the movie, and they do mm-hmm. a little bit of work, and like, but they're really enjoying it. I love that, and it's been really fun. And I love to, like, for my kids, too, because we're doing that at the same time. I was like, guys, that dagger scene back in, what, 72? That would have been, like, mind-blowing effects. Yeah. Like, people would have freaked oh, out. for sure. For sure. Um, but, like, it's cool to watch. And the one kid's like, the music in this movie is terrible. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's really bad. And their haircuts are their haircuts horrific. are awful. <laughs> Except for Lady Macbeth. Her hair is amazing. It's gorgeous. But then, like, I was thinking about it. That movie is literally almost 50 years old. Because oh it was made in 1971. <laughs> and so, like, it's my favorite thing. It's one of my favorite things to do beca- to kids. Because years old. it's a Playboy production. Yeah. Um, and so I do tell them, I'm like, okay, guys. And they see the Playboy production and they get all excited. I'm like, it's not what you're thinking. I promise you there, this. It is not what you want. In Act 4, though, there are some boobs. Yeah. Old lady There's boobs. There's a lot of witchy boobs. Yeah. Like, grandma boobs. Mm-hmm. There's some young boobs. There are, but it's they're overshadowed by the grandma boobs, and it's so funny because they just get like they're ready for it, and they're like, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> <laughs> and there's a little naked boy nudity, which is awkward. Oh, there is. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I haven't got there yet. But no, it's been really cool, and like I didn't even give them the opportunity to read it in the modern English. I was like, "Nope, yeah, we're yeah. doing this," and then they've done it, and like they're, yeah, you just got they're just killing it. it, and it's so good. And I end my day with them every day. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's fun. And I've been enjoying that. that a lot. How how have they enjoyed the other texts that you've done? Like, did they enjoy Perks? We're doing that next. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's going to be my last one, because I feel like they'll write about it for their final, and yeah, it fits yeah. with Freaks and Geeks, and they love Freaks and Geeks, too. Yeah. Love course. it. But yeah, so it's been it's been fun. I'm really enjoying that. that. I love yeah. that. And I told someone that that's what I was doing, like, you're making them read the original? And I was like, well, yeah, that's what they should read. Yeah. Not the translation. No. Like, it's helpful to have, but it's not... It doesn't have the same meaning. And it doesn't have the same rhythm, and it doesn't have the same meter. And like, there's so many good things about it. My mm-hmm. um, great tens on the other hand of Romeo and Juliet, they totally hate it. Yeah, which well, is okay because I kind of hate it too. <laughs> it's so terrible. It's el terrible. <laughs> like Romeo is just a horny fourteen-year-old boy, and he causes the death of like seven people. I know because he can't keep it in his pants. Like that's literally what happens. And I think even they, like, 16-year-olds, are like, ew, that's gross. They do think it's gross. And I always say to them when we started, I'm like, okay, well, think about when you were 13. Think about, like, the crush that you had when you were 13. Now think yeah. about marrying them. And the girls are always just like, oh, my God, no! <laughs> 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 Which is exactly the reaction that I want. Yeah. Right? And the boys are just like, there's still, some of the boys that I teach are still, like, junior high boys. Like, they don't even notice that girls are real. Yeah, like they just—they're just like abstract beings over there that don't pay attention to them. So like, that's so funny. So they don't really have those thoughts, but like, it's really funny. I love that. So yeah, I end my day with Macbeth every day. It's good. It's lots of fun. Amazing. I didn't expect it. No, that's even better. Especially for Dash too. Yeah, that can be a hard sell for them. It can be, but they're They're buying it. it. Yeah, so it's it's been fun. Lots and lots of fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. You got anything else? That's it for me. 
So my computer says 429 hours <laughs> and 34 minutes left. We were very good today, by the way. At podcasting? No, not talking about Taylor Hall. Oh. Just in general. Okay. Um, which, like, people aren't adding him on Twitter anymore, so that's good. Yeah, and he hasn't been on social media much. No, would other you than, be? Come on. No. But other than that, like, like, that beautiful draft lottery okay, winner. Yeah. But it's like, could you post Instagram? <laughs> yeah, just one. Come on. Sure. Once a week. It's all or, like, I'm asking for. just before. somehow magically unlock your locked Instagram. Yeah, or just, like, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, so you remember you heard Kelsey say that she's going to be home by herself for two months? <laughs> I am. Could be a problem. <laughs> Guys, no problem. I am totally fine. <laughs> Believe me. Totally fine. Uh, totally um, fine. Yeah, so I think that's all we got for today. That's all we got. Yeah. It's not two hours and 15 minutes, Matt Burns, just How so you know. Is it? It's only like an hour and a bit. Hour and 20? 25? That's good. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. It's not two hours and 15. We so it shouldn't be over 100 megabytes to download. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, man. Last week we were like, we're not going to talk for very long. We just didn't stop. I know. Also, last week's could just like go in the garbage can and I'd be fine with that. Was, Other than the Gatsby stuff. The Gatsby stuff was great. I want to cut that out. And I'm looking forward to our book club. Yeah, it'll be good once we figure out how yeah. we're going to do that. Um, so for thank yous, um, Davis made a good logo for us. He did. Thanks for that. Thanks to uh, Amanda for being our new best friend. Yes. Oh, my God, Amanda. We want to come to Jersey so We're, we're like, like, talking we're, about it. We're talking Legit. about it real yeah. seriously right yeah. now. And Dave for asking questions and Librarian Mike for asking questions. questions and, and Tom. Tom for asking questions. And thanks for listening. Yes. Because, like... We're just doing it with microphones. We're just two girls in a world. Yeah, two garbage <laughs> girls in a garbage world. I think I put that in our uh, in our SoundCloud bio, oh, actually. I love that. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. But yeah, like we super appreciate that you listen. Mm-hmm. It's funny. And we like how you interact with us, too. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but like, don't add us and say, fuck Taylor Hall. Because like, like, come why? on. Clearly, that is not the right audience. No. Like, we just don't care. But, like, don't waste your time. Now I'm not going to engage with you, pal, so... Pretty much. Pretty much. So you can follow us and send us information, emails, questions, garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, we're on Twitter at garbagefirepod. Uh, We have our website, which I haven't looked at this week, but I'm sure there's things on there. I don't know. I'm going to put it up today. It's garbagefirepod.wordpress.com, and -hmm. we'll put some links. We'll put a link to our bracket that we're doing um, so you guys can see it. And we'll put our uh, bracket choices up on Twitter here once we're done recording. Um, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and now apparently on Google Play. I totally forgot that that was a thing <laughs> until I saw Bob McKenzie tweet out that his podcast is on Google Play and I was like, all right, that is a thing that exists. So we're now on Google Play. And it was like the easiest thing ever. Yeah. I literally logged in with our Gmail address and they were like, it, sh- it might take a couple days to approve. And like an hour later, they were like, approved. <laughs> so no quality standards <laughs> at Google either. <laughs> Just so you all know. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Garbage File. Fire Kels. And you can find me at MIG14. Thank you for listening and see you all in the dumpster. Mm-hmm.